0: If you've ever tried to accomplish a job without the right tool, it's frustrating. You work harder and harder, but don't get much out of it. That's why the Bible Study Company was created. It's the right tool to help you study and enjoy reading the scriptures. Powerful tools have been built into this resource to help regular pew sitters like you and me gain more understanding from what we read. Now, please join founders Rick and Mary Joyner as we dig deeper and find more meaning out of the Bible.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Rick and Mary Joyner, and thanks for joining our podcast. And this podcast is on what is biblical faith. Good morning, Mrs. Joyner. Good morning, Mr. Joyner. Actually, what we're going to be doing here is introducing the podcast that is related to a friend of ours. He and his wife are on vacation, and I posed a question to him, and My question you've been hearing about in the last few podcasts is, what is biblical faith? So I asked him to do a Bible study with his wife, which is what we're asking you to do. And the study is this. Start in Hebrews 3, read the whole chapter, 3.10. It says, they did not know my ways. So just take a look at that. Then go to Genesis 12 and read the first few verses read it all in context, and then the same thing, and of course, use Bible Study Company. Of course. Yes. Then read Genesis 15, and read that carefully, and then go to Genesis 1-3. Then find out what biblical faith is. You read this morning the definition of it, the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions, right? Right. To me, what that is is the result of believing what biblical faith is. Right. We we have the assurance because we are believing. So the issue is— And we
2: have the convictions because we're believing.
1: Yeah, that's a really good way to say it. And that's what the Scripture says in Hebrews. So what we did is we challenged our friends to go and do a Bible study like this. Not
2: thinking that they would do it that
1: same day on their vacation. (laughs) right. And quite a few interesting things happened, which we'll comment on after we're all done. So right now, I'm going to introduce Mark and Lori Lorenz and my phone call with them about their Bible study and what happened to them. So are you ready for this big cue up, Mary? I'm ready. Okay. So what I'd like to do is just talk to Mark and Lori about their experience doing that Bible study. So can you talk a little bit about what your thoughts were when I asked you about studying what biblical faith was?
0: Sure. Um, You had given us some scriptures to look up. It's uh, Genesis 12, I wrote down, and verses 1 through 5, and Genesis 15, and I went through 1 through 5, and Genesis 1, verses 1 through 3, and... So I've got some paper and pencil, and I was just writing down some notes and kind of bouncing things off of Lori, and and we were just kind of putting our two cents worth in, and it was about when God told Abram to go, and kind of what we got from that was to go where God leads us, and when God says go, we should just go, and Abram had just some notes I scratched down, like he left his country, his relatives. I would make him a great nation and bless him, and he, he will do the same for us. He will make our name great. And I thought that was kind of funny, like, you know, well, I don't really care if God makes my name great, because I don't know if I, you know, I don't aspire to be like Billy Graham or something like that. But the next thing was like, so you shall be a blessing. And I said, oh, so, okay, so make my name great. If I will be a blessing to others.
1: Be a blessing to others. So do you think, and I'll get to this at the end of the conversation, but you actually ended up blessing somebody today after this discussion. We did,
0: yeah. We ran into a guy at a Publix grocery store. It's just a, like, broker or something like that. And we're from Wisconsin, so we don't have a Publix up there. But, you know, the, the verse 4 Genesis 12, verse 4, said, Go forth as God speaks to us. And Abram was 75. So I think, you know, God put it on my heart to just make small talk with this gentleman. He's a retired pharmacist who lives down here in Bonita Springs area. His wife just passed away a little over a year ago. And then you know, then I um, told him I was sorry to hear that, and he thanked me, and then we just kind of got in a little deeper conversation, and then my wife came back from, she was getting some things around the grocery store, and her we talking and sharing, kind like she had lost her father last April, my wife did, and then she asked him, is there anything that we can pray for you about? And then that's kind of where things kind of started to turn, and it was neat to just watch God kind of open things up, I guess, to that, and so we made some more conversation. Lori, do you have anything you want to add to that? I was
2: standing there, and I just felt like God just said, ask him if there's something you can pray for about. And I thought, really? <laughs> <laughs> and then I got it again a few minutes later. I thought, well, okay, here goes nothing. So I just said, well, is there something that we can pray with you about? And, and he just said, well, I'm really glad that you asked that. And he said, Um, to pray for my continued healing and so I hadn't heard the whole conversation so I wasn't sure if he meant physical healing but as we talked it was more of an emotional healing for having have lost his wife and that he would just have continued health that he was talking about how important relationships are to him you know so I just prayed for him that God would heal his you know memories with his wife that he would just have the good memories that would prevail and remember the good times and um, that God would bring people into his life that he could still have companionship and friendship and have relationships with them. And so it was kind
1: of cool. Well, that's really neat. What's interesting to me is it goes hand in hand with what you guys were learning. I don't think it's a coincidence because this is the thing that Mary and I have tried to explain to people and it's almost impossible unless you experience it. It's funny because I didn't expect this outcome, but I did expect this outcome because it's happened to us. And like I was telling Mark before I started the recording, the Lord said that the harvest is white, which means the Holy Spirit is working and knows the people that need his touch. And they're ready for salvation. People like us who are, let's just call ourselves pew sitters, because that's what we use in Bible study company. We go to church, doesn't mean that we're not disciples, but sometimes we don't think we can have an impact. And here is Mark saying, when you guys did your Bible study in Genesis 12, the very first scripture, because we're talking about biblical faith for the audience, you guys do that, you guys go and study that today, and you're on vacation. You could have chose to do something else, but you guys chose to go read those scriptures and do this, And then notice that one of the focuses is that you would be a blessing to other people. He's talking about Abraham there, but there's a biblical principle in here that I think you guys are arriving at, because you said, go where God leads. Another way to say that is, could we say that biblical faith is being obedient to God's word? Uh And look what happened. You guys were a blessing to somebody. And that's why I asked in the text... Do you guys experience this on a regular basis?
2: No, not other than at church. I had one other episode, like a couple years ago, where I was at the mall and at the food court in our mall in in Eau Claire, and I'm sitting there having lunch, and this and God tells me to go give this guy that's across the way eating lunch, like some money I didn't have a ton in my wallet but told me to go give him some money I'm having this entire conversation arguing in my head with God like are you kidding me you really want me to go up to some stranger and just hand him some money and so I'm talking to God in my head and then the guy up and leaves and I'm like oh great so then I wind up like running after him down the hallway in the mall and I finally catch up with him in some store and I just tapped him on the shoulder and I said you know, God wants me to give you this, and he took it, and he said, thank you, and that was it. But it's like, okay, so I thought, well, this time I'm going to be obedient sooner.
1: (laughs) Well, that's good. Um, (laughs) One of the things for the audience, though, is I think it's really good that you said that you were having this argument with God. Now, some people in some areas of Christianity would say that God doesn't talk to us like that. He only talks to us through his word. For me, I understand what you're talking about because it's not like you're hearing an audible voice from someplace. You're getting a sense. that, And what's interesting to me is most of these senses come at our inconvenience. (laughs)
2: That's
1: true. (laughs) It's true. So that's a really interesting story. So what I wanted to share with you, though, and it's an encouragement because Mary and I and Aaron and Pete have seen this. Your life will start to do a dramatic change if you start to do study of the Bible like this. Now, I was telling Mark that when you say study the Bible with people, they kind of glaze over. And the reason is, is because in American and Western culture, we go to school for all these years and we just are done with school because school means that somebody else is telling us what to think. And it's a lot of work. I look at it like this. It's sort of like biblical application. What we're trying to do as people who are born again, we've been transferred into a new kingdom. And that's why the Exodus story is so important, because it's a picture of our Christian life. So if you'll hang with me for a second, what's happening is even in the Exodus story, there was a Passover lamb that they had to believe in. But I got to tell you, not everybody had a relationship with God when they got out there. I mean, imagine that's what happens to a lot of Christians. That actually happened to me. I knew that when I accepted Christ and hadn't been church, this isn't going to be about me. It's just to give an example that I didn't connect the fact that I was a sinner. And so a lot of times you become a Christian, you have an experience, but then That means going to church, and what you just experienced today is not church, but it is the kingdom of God, because this world is broken and dead, and we're looking forward to a new home, a new heaven, a new earth. So he's working to make the harvest white, so people like you and I who want to be obedient to Scripture— and apply it through a few principles. That that's what we're trying to do at Bible Study Company. Can experience being a kingdom person.
0: I'm just reading my notes from looked at Genesis 15, and the the really fun part about doing this with Lori was that I was reading it out loud to her, and she was. And I said, "What do you think about that?" I said, "I think this. Do you think that's all right?" You know. And so we're kind of bouncing our thoughts back and forth of what we thought God was saying through his word. And in Genesis 15, I don't remember what, it was one through five, but one of the notes was like, God is our shield. And I wrote, do not fear. And then the next line I wrote, we can influence people wherever we are, (laughs) which I believe happened today.
1: That's what I'm, I'm sorry to get excited, but Mary and I have shared with the audience that scripture invades your life. You experience that principle. Yeah, there's no accident to this thing. And when you become a kingdom person, I explained it to a juvenile delinquent this way. What is the fear of the Lord? And he was like, well, I don't know. I'm, you know, I don't know. And I said, well, think about it. It's fear to offend him. If we have a relationship and I spend my time offending you guys for whatever reason, and I'm quite capable of doing that because my wife will tell you, and uh, and so if I offend you guys enough, we're not going to have a relationship. God God is that way, not that way, not human like us, but if he's the creator of the universe, he made each one of us and he made each one of us to be a servant to him. and then our purpose in life is to worship him and be his servant. not like you said Mark, not famous. Not any of that. You guys demonstrated. You put his word first today. You studied it. And then you experienced the word today. He invaded your life to reestablish to you guys that when you are obedient to God's word, what ends up happening is he invades your life. So he reinforces what you're learning. It's the most incredible thing that I've experienced. I'm literally in shock that somebody like you guys would do this, like Mary and I. We're just regular Joes that go to church. We don't we don't have this huge background. We've been Christians for a long time. And so somebody who obeys God's word like this, you got to be Abraham today. You got to be a blessing to somebody.
2: That's true, and then it was a blessing for us
0: to be able to do that.
2: Exactly.
0: It felt really good. It was really... Nice. We were probably at least, we, I didn't time it, but I was asking Laurie. said, it had to be at least 90 minutes just dialoguing with this gentleman, and just getting to know him, and in, out of Genesis 15, I, I got a note that we can plant seeds in others, which I believe happened today, and, <laughs> and in Genesis 1-3, through 3, and it talked about how God is the creator, and I wrote, he can do anything, God can speak, anything into existence, and then my next little note, we can speak with authority which I believe we did, when we hear from God and not ourselves. And so, you know, I don't know if I would have bridged that gap where Lori came in. I Probably I got things set up, and then she came in and says, you know, talked and got to know him a little bit, and like, is there anything we can pray for you about? And I was like, whoo, you know, like, that was pretty cool. <laughs> and if you know me... Between me and Lori, I'm usually the more outgoing one, and she's usually the more timid one. So she kind of took the lead there, which to me is a totally God thing, too. So I think it's just so cool. So
1: Well, and here's another biblical principle that is very hard to communicate to anyone. But you guys are one flesh. That's the mystery that the Lord did When you guys got married, you became one flesh. The thing Correct. is, is that you make up different parts of Lori, and Lori makes up different parts to you, uh, for you. But when you start to study scripture, it really creates a communication. There's going to be some trials and all that. But look what God did. He used you together.
2: Mm -hmm. That's
1: true. So what else about faith? Because when I challenged you about looking at this, I asked you what faith was. Can you remember what you shared with me? what you originally thought faith was?
0: Yeah, you asked me just to give you a quick answer, and I think it was just like believing in God.
1: Right. And then my challenge was, it's not that, which we laughed about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you brought up, it's the things of assurance of things hoped for and stuff. But, right. But I took you back over to Abraham and into Genesis, in Genesis 12. So you got, go where God leads us, what else did you get out of 15? I know you brought up a few things related to your meeting today, but what? What's? I'm going to switch now to what did you guys get out of those scriptures, including Hebrews
2: 3.10? Oh, I forgot to look at Hebrews 3.10,
0: Rick. I'm sorry. That's okay.
1: That's not a problem at all. But let's just stay on these then. Um, so follow up. You, know, I think you'll be surprised when you read 310, because one of our questions is, I had two questions to the Lord when you start reading Exodus together and start studying it. I, I would highly recommend that, but study what God calls you to study. But here's the thing. Why did they end up in slavery if God called them from Canaan to go to Egypt? Because he did in Exodus 1. You'll see that And then when you go into the last parts, last chapters, you'll see how the Lord did call them there. But the interesting thing is, why did they end up in slavery? And then the second thing is, why did they die there? What caused them to die there? And why did God get so angry with them? That's what Hebrews 3.10 is.
2: I think because of their unbelief.
1: Right. So what they wandered around in the wilderness. Well, exactly. But here's the question. We've heard that. In churches. What is the biblical application for that, Lori? And that's a really interesting point you just made because that's what we've heard as pew sitters. How do we connect? What caused them to have unbelief? Why were they unbelievers? And I was telling Mark today they had a pillar of fire, a cloud by night, they had manna during the day to be fed, plus all their animals. Somebody said it would take 15 train car loads to feed all those 2.5 million people and wow. all the water. So why did they have unbelief? We've heard that it should scare us, right? Because right. they're they're no different than us. Right. Right. So what, I guess, I'm, I'm searching for, I'm a bad interviewer. All the podcast <laughs> no, people out it. there, when they're out there, they're going to be, this guy doesn't know how to interview. And I'm going to say, yeah, you're right. So, um. But my point is, why do you say unbelief? What is unbelief then?
2: I think not believing that God can use you. Maybe being disobedient, you know, when God calls you to do something and just ignoring it and not doing it.
0: Water they needed and everything. And he's done the same for us, right? Right. Even as Christians, God has uh, sent me work. He's provided a home, a warm place to live. And, and all of that and food and shelter and everything and then sometimes I'm just like I'm not grateful you know so I just and I or or there's a hiccup in my life and I think oh you know everything's you know gonna fall apart and and so that's just an unbelief just running rampant you know when God has already shown me by giving me all the things I need and then for me to just start doubting Him all of a sudden you know right
1: like, and even getting mad at Him um, yeah yeah. yeah. And you know what's interesting about what you just said? You did an amazing thing, Mark, in what we call in our study, what you did is you put yourself in the lives of those people there, but you brought it forward to biblical application today. And that's why I'm saying it's not Bible study, it's biblical application. And the thing is, is that you brought what they were going through right to today into your own life. And like Mary and I would say to each other, they're no different than us. <laughs> no. They aren't. I That's mean, true. yeah. And the thing is, is that if God doesn't change, we don't change. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Except by his power. Yeah. So that is exactly right. Well, 310 says something very interesting, and it scared me. This little Bible study actually scared me because. These people died in the wilderness. And I was telling Mark that they actually, in Hebrews, you'll find out that they challenged God 10 times. And God was testing them because Deuteronomy 8 says that we're tested. Basically, if you go read that and study that, or for anybody in the audience, if you look at that, it basically says the Lord is testing our hearts so that we see what's in us. He already knows what we see. And once we're put under stress, like you so aptly described, Mark, once we're put under stress, the crud comes up and we can see it. So that's one of the principles that Mary and I grabbed a hold of and said, when we go through tough things, really hard things, we're going to get on our face and worship the Lord. Even if we don't even have, this is for the audience, if you don't have anything to share or you don't even know you're in such pain and you guys know what that's like, like losing a loved one and the people that you've lost, Lori, this year, pull out a psalm and start reading it back to the Lord and thanking Him for the stuff. Like you said, Mark, it's just being thankful. But that's really that. You, you guys are like warming my heart. And the people that were here, let 's guys telling Mark that were here all last week, they asked to study twice, and I'm struggling to figure out how to get people to understand this biblical application. Because it caught Mary and I by surprise. We did not know what we were missing as Christians. We didn't know. I mean, it sounds so dumb when I hear myself say it back. To me, it sounds terrible. But I didn't realize that submitting to the Lord, to God's word, by having a heart that says, I want to apply your scripture. I don't want to know about you. I want to apply what you say. I want to obey. It's a big difference. It's a big position shift. And so what else in in these scriptures? You said Genesis 12, Genesis 15, and Genesis 1 through 3. What else in those did you guys pick up? He talked
2: about him having descendants like the stars in the universe, and I, I thought, well, we can, we can be spiritual parents to a lot of people, or we can you know, plant a lot of spiritual seeds that will bring fruit you know, down the road, too.
1: Lori, that is perfect because the Old Testament is full of what's called types and shadows. Another way we can say that is its symbolism. So you just picked up on a tremendous symbolism called, it's that's spiritual sons and daughters. And Abraham technically had two children, and one of them produced tons of spiritual children. So, and you're exactly right. And it's funny to me because the kingdom of God, the Lord is ruling and reigning over the entire earth, all the governments. He knows everything that's going on, and yet... He's ruling in individual hearts. If I was gonna have a kingdom that ruled the world, that's the one I would set up. But I'm not God.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, you know, another thing, Rick, that we had talked about too is um, you know, I'm hopefully gonna retire in about five years or so, five and a half years and and I'm not crying or whining about anything, but we don't have a pile of cash, so I can't retire at age 55. I'm 64 now. But I thank God that I'm healthy enough to keep working and doing what I'm doing. And we have a plan, you know, and mm-hmm. um, and so Lori is, um, she's a registered nurse, but she chooses to work, she, right now she's working at JCPenney and absolutely loves it. I would say God has helped us to, like for me to accept how she feels about the nursing was just stressful after 37 years. And, and so we've had, we've adjusted our lifestyle, I guess you would say accordingly. And we're doing okay. You know, we're not rolling in dough, but my gosh, we're healthy. Kids are healthy. Grandkids are healthy. So much to be thankful for. If you just look for it, you know,
1: yep. rather, than,
0: rather than saying like, well, I don't have, uh, you know, $400,000. Like uh, my friend, Joe Schmo does or whatever. And instead of like always looking around and and complaining, just being thankful for, um, you know, what you have, you know, and and for me, just, um, making memories with family is, is important. And I gave Lori the phone and I ran and pulled up the Hebrews three, verse 10. And I was just reading it. It Therefore I was angry with this generation and said, they always go astray in their heart and they did not know my ways. I was like, wow, they're kind of powerful. When
2: well, am surprised at is, I mean, it probably only took us 10 minutes this morning to study that. It was actually really fun because exactly what you said about, you know, you talk about studying and people's eyes glaze over. And to be honest with you, that's what happened to me when you had encouraged mm-hmm. us to, to study in the past. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know. So anyway, this morning, it actually probably only took 10 minutes and it was really fun. And then to see how God used that you know, it makes just makes you want to do it more, you know, so that you can see God at work in your life.
1: I'm going to give you another biblical principle that is interesting because what you just experienced and what you just described, Lori, is exactly what we've experienced. So as Aaron and Pete, and it gets more powerful, and the presence of the Lord gets more serious. We get about the Word of God and being obedient to it even though we, we don't know how. So the thing is, is that what you described, though, is him giving us grace. And Christians don't understand a lot of times that grace first, in Titus 2.11 and through 12, first sanctifies us, first saves us. It gets us into the kingdom. We believed in the Passover lamb. We've painted our doorpost. We've asked him to forgive us. Now we're ejected out of the world into a whole nother landscape. And then what the word of God then does, what grace then does, is it teaches us, according to Titus 2, 11 and 12, it teaches us away from ungodliness. And so what we're describing is not perfection. It's teaching us away from ungodliness. And so it's very powerful And like I said, you guys, I'm so thrilled that we had this conversation today because it's so hard to communicate to people this. And you did it for 10 minutes, and then all of a sudden, the Lord jumped into your life today through a person.
0: Right. You know, Rick, one other thing I got out of this is that I mentioned that, you know, I'd like to retire in five years. And I've got my own little business. I'm a massage therapist, and it's going pretty well for me. But, say, I, <laughs> I even, I'm sorry. You know, I never get emotional, right? But, anyway, <laughs> I, I actually had to kind of surrender all of that because I, I told Lori, so we can't go anywhere or do anything until I get through this uh, in the next five years or so. I've worked so hard to get this business going, and it's, it's going pretty good and everything. But even today, I, I said, you know, if God wanted us to move, just pick up everything and go, and he would provide a way. He did it for 75-year-old Abram, and he could do it for us. So just being willing to be willing. You've probably heard that before, but just being willing to be willing to go where God wants to lead us. And if it's not in massage therapy, it might be in a ministry. It might be counseling, whatever. And Ori and I love each other dearly, and we work well together. So whatever God has for us, that's what we want.
1: Yeah, I love that you pulled that out of there, out of the scripture, because being obedient meant leaving what he knew, which is what you're essentially saying. In your heart, put that before the Lord, leaving what you know, that you know that he would provide by looking at Abram's life.
0: Right. It's like, I think I invested my whole life into building this business. And then to just say, you know, just to like say, well, God wants me to go in a different direction. You know, I know I know some other people that have done that. They were going to do this or that, and then they went into the mission field or whatever, you know, and just went a total different direction.
1: Right, and so I'm going to give you a, a challenge because Matthew 28, I'm going to change your, the direction of your life, okay? Here's my challenge to you two. I'm so <laughs> sorry you picked up my Bible study <laughs> challenge today. So it was funny, Lori, that you were talking and then Mark shared But I wrote a challenge down. Mark, it's really interesting that you said what you just said. This is my challenge to you guys. Would you be willing to do this same thing that I did with you today with others? Before you say anything, the interesting thing about it is Matthew 28 says, the Lord's last words in Matthew 28 were, go and make disciples. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Which then begs the question, as pew sitters, we're constantly asking questions like, what is biblical faith? What does the Bible have to say about faith? But what does the Bible have to say about a disciple? And that's the thing. You don't have to answer it on this podcast, but would you guys be willing to do the same thing with others, to start studying the Bible the way you did today for the short amount of time? See, what's interesting is you invested a small amount of time and look what the Lord did with it. Right. He not only taught you, he showed you some really neat things, touched your heart in a different way, and then brought you somebody that you could touch their heart with. Right. Uh-huh. That's what Bible study companies all about. That's what we're trying to do. And it's been a real struggle for me because we're doing Bible study but it's not bible study it's biblical application we want to be abraham we don't want to die in the wilderness because we didn't know the lord's ways those people right. were yeah so you you under you understand what we're saying and I'm saying there
0: yeah 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 i think the the thing like you know initially when you just mentioned matthew 28 i'm like gulp you know like <laughs> really me cuz You know, if I compare myself to you like a lot of other people might just say, boy, this Rick and Mary, they really know their Bible, and I don't know my Bible as well as they do, and how can I pull all these scriptures up? But if we could do a little Bible study like that for 10 minutes and then go to a grocery store and minister to somebody, God can teach me all those scriptures. It's just like if you learn how to repair a bicycle or something, you're not going to be good at first, and then eventually you're going to be a really great mechanic. And I think it would be the same thing here, where if we would trust God, and God can do anything, right, <laughs> then he could teach us his word and put it in our hearts and in our minds so that we it would be there for us to share with others.
1: I think you're exactly right. And the thing that's interesting to me is I used to compare myself to people that had way more knowledge than I did. And I used to say, I wish I could be them. No, the Lord wants us to be who we are. And then he just wants us to start studying. The very little that you guys just did, he'll pull from the many years that you've heard the word of God and he'll open your mind. Something will come back. And that's, if you read the gospels and in also in Acts That's exactly what he's doing right there. And you know what's the encouragement, Mark, is that those guys were businessmen. They were massage therapists. They were disciples. They were tax collectors. They were the normal working people of the day. Those are the people that sat in the synagogues and heard the Pharisees telling them that the Messiah was coming, and they heard the Scriptures and they, they wanted the Messiah to come. He came, they heard, they obeyed him. That's the key. And they always didn't get it. They didn't get it until they were born again in John twenty twenty one. Yeah. So if I could do anything, encourage your heart. I, I am so thrilled that you took that challenge, that 10-minute challenge today.
0: But thank you for putting it out there for us, too. It was a good challenge, and praise God. It was great.
1: Well, that's one of the things our podcast is doing, and we're getting to the end of Exodus 2, and we're going to do another podcast here probably this week. And it's going to be on what you guys just sort of talked about is the trials and tribulations and stuff like that. We're we're actually going to call it Pummeled. (laughs) So, um, and, and, And it's Moses. Moses made a fateful decision. What does God do with our decisions, good or bad? And is it dependent on us? And like Joseph, did Joseph have to go and tell his dreams to his family? Could he just have shut up? See what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And think about Paul. Think about Paul. Remember, the Lord said, you're going to go take this word to the Gentiles which he did, but he obeyed the pattern that the Lord had, go to the Jews first, and when the Jews rejected him, he went to the Gentiles, the Gentiles accepted the word. But the interesting thing is he was driven from town to town to town to town. He didn't hardly get a chance to stop and build anything, and some churches he only could write letters to. So let me ask you a question. If you have a word from the Lord, and this is for all of us, this question, if you have a word from the Lord and you're sitting in a Roman prison, do you think maybe you might have doubts that what you heard from the Lord was real? Yes. <laughs> well, but look what happened with his his uh, letters. Right. He yeah. was, maybe the Lord put him in prison so that he could write those letters. Because right. He, so that's the other part is like you were talking about, Mark. He's leaving Haran. Abraham is leaving. Abram is leaving Haran. He's leaving everything which is what we have to do when we're in Christ, whether in our heart or not. We have to put him first, and that's what he did. So what is biblical faith?
2: Being obedient and
0: sharing Christ with other people. And being willing to do every day what God wants us to do.
1: Right. I'm going to go back to that thing that you just said, Lori. Okay, so what you guys read, what you saw was biblical faith is once the Lord spoke, Abraham acted. Right. So, so we could say, again, that biblical faith is being obedient to God's word. So right. you have a scripture. I forgot to bring that up. So in Genesis 1-3, Mark, you guys read that. What did you take away from that?
0: Well, God is the creator, and he can do anything, exclamation point. God can speak anything into existence. We can speak with authority when we hear from God and not ourselves.
1: Right, and we have a whole Bible filled with that. But is there anything interesting that light did? Oh, light? Yep.
0: Yeah, it expelled the darkness.
1: It did, but what's interesting about uh, Genesis 1-3? Just read it, if you would.
0: Then God said, let there be light, and there was light.
1: So what happened? Think of Abraham. I'm giving you a trick question.
0: Come on, Lori, help you me. He spoke it into existence.
1: <laughs> right, but all three of them, creation, and Abraham obeyed immediately. Oh, that's true. Yep. And what's the Holy Spirit doing in the verse above with the world? He's bringing it into godly order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we study scripture, we come into godly order, and that's what you've experienced today. Because mm. I can tell you that another invasive part of what scripture is, and I don't mean invasive in a negative way, To the audience, too, is once you start studying Scripture, it starts to work this way for biblical application, for obedience to God, because we're kingdom people. A kingdom person needs to know what the king wants us to do, and we need to learn to be obedient. And if we want to see somebody who struggled with being obedient, we got lots of examples in Scripture But Moses was a great example. In fact, the Lord got so angry with him that his face got hot. So I don't want to make God's face hot. Right. (laughs) But the interesting thing is, if you step back and you look at it, a kingdom person is defined by somebody who obeys God's word. And, Lori, you kind of brought that up when we were talking, when you were talking about the struggle you had in actually obeying. Was this the Lord? Wasn't this the Lord? Remember? Right. So when you take away from this little study that you did, what is biblical faith now to you?
2: Being obedient and not having an argument like in your mind, you know, like with God, like being obedient right off the get-go. Because if you think about it, the enemy's not going to put that thought in your head about asking, you know, <laughs> ask this guy what you can pray for. <laughs> That's right.
1: Yeah. That is a great point. And, and to reinforce that, I had a pastor that thought he was saved. This is a few number of years ago. And then he realized he wasn't. And he just basically, the weight of his sin was so bad. He wasn't a pastor at the time. And what happened is he cried out to God. Well, his wife saw such a dramatic change. She'd grown up a, quote, Christian in church. Uh-huh. And th- this, again, is talking to people we're talking to people who are in churches that have gone to church. They could say, I'm saved all they want, all day long. But the key is, are we obedient to God's word? Well, anyway, she was struggling with this new change in this. they had a new man in the house. And he even said to me, he goes, Rick, I knew she wasn't a Christian because she married me. Oh, funny. <laughs> so... So after he really made this commitment to be obedient to God, she called him one day and said, boy, the enemy's really working on me, telling me I'm not a Christian. And, she, and he <laughs> said to her, and this is the part, Lori, that's so funny. She, he said, uh, I don't know why the enemy would do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's not the enemy, honey. That's the Holy spirit. That's
1: right. And guess what? She got saved. Wow, that's so, neat. Yeah, and now they're pastoring a church, and he's and he's one of the most respected pastors that I have. He's up in Cleveland and that I know, just a tremendous individual. But if you talk to him, he's going to be the same thing. We got We have to be obedient to God's Word. But the thing is, is that from now on, you won't look at the Bible the same, because when you approach it and you hear a sermon, it's like, How do we apply this to being a kingdom person? How do we obey God? And what we've heard in some churches is, well, you you just claim your healing. You just speak it into existence. You just do this. Listen, here's what I realize the more I've gotten with God. The faith to speak something into existence is God's alone. I have faith that I can speak God's word that he has taught me, I can't speak anything I don't know, which brings me back to the point that you said, well, Rick, you know all this knowledge. Mark, I don't. I'm amazed at what God's revealing to us, just like he revealed to you guys today. That should be so encouraging to you guys.
0: (laughs) It is. Yeah. You know what's really amazing to me, Rick? What? When we did that study this morning and got done, we talked about it and I wrote these notes down and stuff. And then we said, well, let's go get some groceries. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, I feel like God wants us to go to the grocery store right now and there's going to be a man there. And then they come back and I'm like, wow, like God, you can do anything. You can work through us. You can speak through us. <laughs> with, you know, and with authority, Lori came up and said, is there anything we can pray for you about? You know, that took, to me, a, that took some guts to, for her to do that.
1: And I, I was, and I will probably get to where I do that sometime, too. I, just, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't supposed to. Maybe she was the right person. And if you guys, if you guys want, I can, I can talk to you a little bit about some of, the, some of the biblical evangelism that we do that would give you some tools, and anybody in the audience can contact us. So if you guys want to learn some of that, another great resource is to go on YouTube and watch Ray Comfort's videos. Uh, Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com, Ray Comfort. We'll just watch some of his videos. But the, po- the point is, is that you guys are not the same, right? I mean, uh, that's right. a leading question. I can't say it like that. How, how do you feel about how you're going to study the Bible going forward? That's a better question.
2: To me, it's exciting. It's like um, I want to continue to do it just because based off what happened today, you know, because sometimes I think we just get stagnant in our walk with the Lord and, it's kind of just status quo, and it's like, wow, this is like, you know, like, wow, God can really use me every day if I'm just tuned in and um, and willing to be obedient.
1: Well, and I'll change your posture on that just a hair, if you don't mind. And, this, okay. and what Mary and I like to think about it is this. We've kind of said, how can we be obedient to God's word? And then we'll let him take care of the rest of it. Because then we become the true servants we were designed to be. And Mark, when you go to the store, he's directing your steps. Right. Right. It's not about you anymore. It's about his glory. And the thing is, it's always going to be about his glory.
2: Amen. That's Mm -hmm. true.
1: Somebody in the audience is going to go, that guy just changed what she said. (laughs) But the reason I did was from an encouraging standpoint, because sometimes... What I've seen is we go to church and we come out of church and we've got this really big burden on our shoulders of I shoulds, I coulds, I I can't, I won't, I I've tried, I've compared, that person's got it, I don't. You know what I mean? It's just that right. whole feeling. I need more faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Right. And so... If I could li- reach out to everybody, and you didn't have a burden today when you were doing this, no. But, so, if we can take burdens off of people that the church kind of and we, meaning we, because we're all responsible for our own stuff, if we can take burdens off people, that's an exciting thing. Because the Lord said, My yoke is light, right?
0: Amen. You know, that gentleman we talked to today, his name is Dwayne, and um, you know, we don't know exactly where he is with God, but. I believe God used that moment to reach out to him and, you know, he, he might go home. And he's He's got a cat and he might be sitting there with this cat. and you know, He might look up and say, God, thank you for doing this for me or something. And then, right. you know, the seed's been planted. And if he's not, he said he believes in God, but maybe he'll grow closer to God, you know.
1: I think that's a really good thought, Mark, because you guys got to be God's servant today.
2: Mm. Right. Jesus with skin on.
1: Yes, I like that. I'm going to have to, Jesus with skin. I'm going to have to think about that a little bit, Lori. (laughs) 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 So anyway, I just wanted to say thank you to you guys. If you get more stuff from this verses about biblical faith or more thoughts about it, and if you want more stuff to study You two start in Exodus 1 and see what you think about it or wherever you guys think. But try it again. Pick another topic. Like here's one. What's a disciple? That's one. So I'm going to wrap up again with this question to both of you quick. So Mark, I'll do it the way I started out. I'll do it with you. Tell me what biblical faith is. Oh, Rick. (laughs)
0: I'm just writing notes here. What, what I'm going to do <laughs> biblical faith, you know, just I, again, to me, it's just trusting God every day, every step of the way, just being open to being used by him and, and just, and not being afraid to step forward, to talk to somebody, just to say hello, to, to give them some money, to um, pray with them, you know, whatever God speaks to you, because like, as we had said before, The devil's not going to tell you that they're going to encourage you to witness to somebody or to pray for them.
1: Let me ask it this way, okay? Because you kind of gave me the same answer that you did when we first started this. (laughs) Yeah. All right? So let me ask it a different way. What did you learn from Scripture about biblical faith? Before, you kind of gave me your opinion I know it's in a different little bit of a light, but what I want you to do is tell me what you think biblical faith is now that you've studied a little bit.
2: I would say hearing from God and and being obedient.
1: Great. Mark, you?
0: Yeah, what Lori said. (laughs) Sometimes when she asks me a question, I don't give her the answer right away. It takes like an hour, and then little bits and pieces come out. That's true. Making me think, Brother Rick.
1: Uh, Okay, well, that's good. Me too. Um, I noticed a shift, though, in your answer from when we first talked, because you kind of gave, when we first talked, a church answer, but this answer was more related under, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it had a little more, hmm, I need to submit to God a little bit more in there.
0: Yeah, more personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i just thinking, like, being willing to do what God wants me to do. Not Going back to Abram.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, like, God says go, then by golly, you better get up and go, you know? And he says, go talk to that person. Go talk to that person. Um, you know, I've heard of weird examples um, from people that, uh, I can't remember the story exactly, but this guy felt like God was telling him to go into this convenience store and do a headstand. And and I think it was the clerk said, God, if you're real, have somebody come in here and do a headstand. You know, I mean, so I don't, I hope God doesn't want me to do a headstand because I don't know if I can anymore. But, um, you know, sometimes we might be challenged to do something that's out of the ordinary, but yet it's because somebody is challenging God and he's saying, hey, if you'll listen to me. And you'll go in there and buy, um, you know, a pack of gum and then offer one piece to the, the person behind the counter or something just totally off the wall. Uh, God might be using that to, to show that person that, that God, he himself, is real. And so if God says go, then go.
1: Yep, and that's what you got out of Abraham. Gloria, I'm going to ask the question a little different because you and I didn't talk before, but now after you've studied... If you could just put one sentence together, what do you think biblical faith is? From God's perspective, what is it? How do we please Him?
2: By doing what He asks us to do.
1: That's right, and that's what you feel like you got out of that, or did I, did you get did did I lead you to that? Because I'm such a crappy interviewer.
2: <laughs> no, that is what I got out of it today, okay. and God just showed me that again today. You know when He put that little bug in my ear about ask that guy if you can pray for him about something and I thought okay
1: here goes nothing (laughs) that's fabulous well for the rest of the audience I'd like um, Lori and Mark They did a 10-minute Bible study on a challenge I had on biblical faith. I'll put that in the notes of the scriptures that I asked them to check on. But I'd like you guys to do that, too. And let me know what you learned and if there was any after effects on it. We'd really appreciate that a lot. The other thing is Lori and Mark are from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And Mark is a massage therapist, and it's called Eau Claire Massage, correct?
0: Yes, that's correct. Okay.
1: So I'll put a link to Eau Claire Massage down there. And folks, don't forget, if you would, we are a nonprofit. And if you want Bible study to stay free, Bible study company to stay free, please donate. And then the other thing, too, is if you want us to keep doing these podcasts, please do that as well. We want to get out content for people. We want to be a kingdom group of people who are servants of the Lord, obeying His word that's our mission not churchy stuff not coming from the perspective of of the latest and greatest we just want to get right down in there and be his servants by being obedient to his word and so that is our show i'm so grateful that mark and Lori came on and thank you guys very much
0: oh you're welcome thanks for having us yeah you're welcome rick
1: Now go enjoy your vacation, and then your your next Bible study is that Hebrews 3.10 about knowing his ways. What about his ways? What are his ways? Check that out, and then find out what a disciple is. If you get started on Exodus, let me know, or wherever you start, we'd really like to check back with you.
2: Okay,
0: sounds good. Okay, buddy. Thank
1: you. Blessings to you guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye.
0: As we did our Bible study this morning, we
1: talked about it and kind